Amen. 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 Well, we're doing a series here at Thrive. It's called The Call. Everyone say The Call. It's because we absolutely believe here at Thrive is that God has a call on your life. What is a call? When we talk about God's call on your life, what exactly does it mean? Let me put it really simply to you today. See, God's call on your life is an invitation from God to live your life for a purpose that's bigger than yourself. See, God made you to live your life not just for yourself, your own comfort, your own happiness, you know, your own dreams, but he made you for a purpose that's bigger than yourself. That is a call. And God has a call on your life. Whether you believe that or not right now, the fact is God has a call on your life. Give your neighbor a high five and say, God is calling you. God is calling you. And so during this series called The Call, we were trying to unpack what it means to follow Jesus. We've been looking at different aspects of it throughout the past few weeks, talking about how, you know, following Jesus is about living by faith, not by fear. Just different lessons about what it means to follow Jesus. And today we have a very special guest in the house. Uh, he is the lead pastor of More Than 12 Church uh, here in Richmond. Prior to being the lead pastor of More Than 12 Church, uh, he uh, was a recording artist with EMI in Taiwan, uh, and so he's a very multi-talented, very accomplished guy, uh, and he's a good friend as well. Uh, would you please welcome, join me in welcome, give a very warm Thrive welcome to Pastor Boz Poon. Let's give him a big hand there this morning, and let's welcome the church this morning. It's great to have him here. Praise God. Hey, how are you all this morning? Good? You good? You good? Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It's good to be here with you all this morning. I love your church. I love Thrive Church. I love Pastor JB. I love the energies you guys have. Um, you know, it's funny. It's funny, though, because um, more than 12 church, the church that I'm pastoring right now, um, we were birthed out from the nightclubs. So, therefore, um, our people uh, would probably be sleeping right now. <laughs> But they 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 come to their senses after 12 p.m. So, <laughs> so, but this is good. I love the energy in the house of God. Yeah, I love the energy in the house of God where people would just come together to to worship Him. Um, just to give you a little bit of background of myself. Thank you for the brief um introduction of myself. So my name, my full name is Bosco Poon, and my stage name is B O Z, the Bond of Zion. So I used to be a recording artist with a EMI Music Taiwan. Now, long story short, made some bad decision in life, and then I ended up in prison before, before um, my first album uh, we released uh, with my hip-hop band in Taiwan. So I spent um, a few years in prison, and then that, that was the time where, you know, Jesus, the Lord came to my life and changed my life, and I've been serving him ever since. So um, I, would tell, I can tell you more of my story, but today is not about my story, okay? Today is about his story, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, I believe that uh, it is beautiful that you guys are doing this series, The Call. Um, God is constantly calling his people. Matter of fact, the Bible says, you know, God is gone, the, the, the harvest is, is many, but the workers are few, right? So therefore, like, it is like God is constantly calling people to come out and, and, and expand his kingdom. I love this. At the back of here, expand, you know. God is constantly looking ways and making new ways to expand his kingdom. I'm so glad that we can be part of that and, and, and tap into that. Amen? Amen. Let, let's do a prayer first. Okay, let's do a prayer. Father, we're just going to live up this time to you. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. We open up our hearts for you. May your presence be with us. And may we just open up our hearts so wide 
and humble to come and receive you. Whatever you have to say, Lord, we are here to receive. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, let me turn on my iPad. Now, today I would like to get into a message which is called reaction. Okay, it is something that is so important that we, can, we have to learn from that, that we have to be mindful of that all the time because we are always reacting. You know that? We are always reacting. We are always reacting to the situation around us. So in order for us to be able to respond to the call of God, we have to know, okay, so what am I really reacting? Because we can go to church, and I was one of them, we can go to church, but we can react to the world all the time. You know what I'm talking about? There's always two voices, at least two voices. There's always going on in our life. And we have to always be mindful of what am I really reacting to? Okay, let's get into that today. Now, I know some of us here, if not all of us, have something going on in our brains right now. Okay, you probably look at me and say, hey, what's up with this jack lock? You probably look up and say, hey, what, what, what's going on here? You probably are thinking, oh man, my goodness, this laundry going on at home. I have to go back home to do my laundry after this. There's always something going on in your brain right now. I, I can guarantee you that. Now, that's the thing, though. That is the thing. If we're always worrying and thinking about something else, then you're not in this moment. You know what I'm talking about? You're not in this moment. Then how can you receive if you're not in this moment? So... I, I, I like to do this with our church, especially for, for this past month. When we come to listen to the Word of God, when we come to receive Him, when you're doing your fast for the next few days, this is what you, would, you do, okay? You go ahead and say, Shh, I'm here to receive. I'm here to receive. Hey, you think about it, okay. If I'm in the middle of a conversation with someone and then a really important phone call just, just came to me, okay? And I'm picking up my phone and, and then, but, but, but the surrounding is like, the people around me is just keep on yapping, yapping, yapping. Then what would you do? I'll be like, shh, hey guys, shut up, shut up, be quiet. Okay, this is very important. Just, just shut up, let, let me listen to this, right? You, you would like, Make the, 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 the you, you would quiet down the, the noises around you. Or maybe you're watching a very good show on TV. You're watching a very good show on TV, but, but then the family members around you is like just yapping, yapping, yapping. And there's something very important you want to receive from, from that thing right there. And then you would do, shh, guys, shut up. Like, shh, shh, let me listen to this. This is really, just, just shut up for a moment. Just let me listen to this. I believe that is a very good illustration for us to, to learn and to get tapped into of how should we listen to God's voice. Because there's a lot of time that we think we're listening to his voice, but then the noises around us, like there's so many noises around us. And then we didn't take the time to say, shh, shh, right, shh. And we especially have to do that for ourselves because I can tell you this straight up right now. There's always something going on right here, like up here. There's always something going on up here. And what we need to do for ourselves is we have to quiet down what's going on up here. How many people have conversation in their brains all the time? I do. Okay, all of us. Okay, this is church. You cannot lie, okay? All of us do. We, we all have voices going on up here all the time. Like, seriously, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, all the time. Our brain never really stops. 
even when we go to sleep, our brain never really stops. It's always yapping at, at you. It's always giving comment. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes those comments are not necessarily true. You know what I'm talking about? The comments that we have in our brain, sometimes, sometimes they are based on fact. Sometimes they are based on prejudice. Sometimes they are based on the truth, but sometimes they are based on lies and deception. Sometimes they are based on what is good and nice and, and beautiful, but sometimes it is based on illusion. So while, you, while we're in the midst of all these noises, I personally believe, and you probably can agree with me as well, that a lot of us can get lost in the midst of those comments. Like all the time, like we get lost, like, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And I believe many people get lost in the midst of all, the, of, of all these comments. And therefore, and, and I believe God already noticed already because he created us. He's the creator of all creation. And so therefore, he says something, bless you. He says something in Psalm 46.10. Let's turn our Bible to the first scripture of today, Psalm 46.10. I'm using the NIV version. You can use whatever version you as long as it's the legit version, okay? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, so it goes like this, verse 10, Psalm 46. It says, he says, be still and know that I am God. I can go further, but let's stop right there. Be still and know that I am God. So what basically means is God is saying that, come on, guys, shh, be quiet, be still. Be still and know that I am God. Shh, just, just shut up for a moment. Quiet down the noises around you. Quiet down the noises in our brain. Just quiet down for a moment and know that I am God. Amen. Know that I am God. Know that I am the creator. Know that I, I, I am your healer. Know that I am your provider. Knowing that I am who I am. I am bigger than anything else in this world. I am, my way is higher than your way. So why don't you just shut up for a moment? Just be quiet for a moment and be still. Just be still and know that I am God. <laughs> this is something that we have to learn, especially in this culture, because like, you know, for, for the young people, and I'm one of them. I hope I am. I still am. <laughs> we, we go to Google all the time. I say this to, to my church all the time. Yeah, we go, go to, we go to Google all the time, or Wikipedia, and, and you know, whatever question we have, we, we, let's Google it, right? Let's Google it, let's Google it. And sometimes, like, it's good, I, I do that myself as well, but sometimes even what it says on Wikipedia is not the whole truth. So therefore, like, we invite so many different voices in our decision-making, and then we pray to God, right? We pray to God. We pray to God. And then we submit whatever we want to Him. And then sometimes, how do we know that that's God's will? How do we know that that's God is calling us to do that? How do we know that it's not my fleshly desires? How do we know that it is not the worldly desires or the worldly uh, influence that makes me want to do certain things? Be still. Listen to Him. We have to. We have to listen to him. So how can we receive? Okay, first, how can we receive? First, stop. Stop. If we want to receive, we have to stop the noises. If we want to receive, we have to stop the noises. Stop talking. 
stop formulating, stop creating different scenarios in our head, which we tend to do that a lot of times. Stop for a moment. Just stop worrying, stop concerning, stop. Just stop for a moment and to just listen. The moment. <laughs> have you guys been in, 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 in a conversation before that, okay, you have a conversation with someone, but then your head is already for, formulating what you're going to say next, but then you miss the whole point or you miss a big portion of what the person is saying in front of you. I've done that before, and I'm guilty of that. You see, the moment I'm formulating up here, the moment I'm trying to respond up here, the moment I'm trying to panic, especially when I'm panicking, I'm not listening, I'm not receiving, right? So when we come to God and when we are panicking, when we are in our biggest concern or whatever we are having in our life and we just pray, but, but matter of fact, I'm just panicking up here. I'm not receiving some, anything from Him in that sense. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm not receiving stuff from If I'm panicking, if I'm always formulating, Lord, why do you do this with something this way? You see, we do that a lot, a lot of times, you know. We, we don't quite listen to Him and I'm guilty of that myself sometimes. We, we, we tend to tell God what to do. And stop listening to him. And stop be still and, and ask him, so God, what do you want me? How do you want me to deal with a situation like this? Sometimes we tend to get into a, the me culture, the me generation. We, we tend to treat God like a genie and tell him, God, you should fix this the way I want. God, fix this with this. It's almost like I'm not even listening to him. I'm telling him what to do. But then you look at the scripture up there, as I said to you earlier, but be still and know that I am God. If we know the Bible enough, if we read the word of God enough, we, we see that, in the, especially in the Old Testament. People talk to God. They receive instruction from God. They stop for a moment. Let Moses would go, would, would go up to the mountaintop. Stop whatever he was doing, which you guys would probably be doing for the next two, three days. Stop and receive from God. The Ten Commandments, the 613 regulation of how to live a godly life. You know, we, we need those moments to receive from God. So therefore, like Moses, we will be able to be a leader in our generation to teach people what a godly living is. You know that the world has been taking over the leadership of, 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 of our life. The world has been teaching us and, and, and our next generation, especially in this time right now, the things that is so against the teaching of the Word of God. So how else can the church of God, how else can the people of God can rise above and teach the next generation or be an example for the next generation? You know that we can be at church. I say this to my church all the time too. We can be at church, but we are not living according to what, how God wants to live. For example, King David, right? Finally, after so many years of, of you know, of turmoil and finally became the king. And then he was trying to go back and get the, 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 the tabernacle, or the ark of God, back to his home place. But then they did it the wrong way. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do you know that story? Oh, good, that's great. So, so what happened was a, a, a few servants of David, King David, went to the ark and try to take the ark back, but then they didn't do it the right way. They died instantly. And then King David got upset. He was like, oh, I'm not taking the ark back home. I was like, this is insane. But then later on, 
he went back and learned about the, the, the proper instructions of how should they deal with the ark, the tabernacle of God. And then this time they did it right. You see, we can be like that. At churches, we, we think that we are, we are living out the word of God. We are living kind of like a Christian life by just going to church on Sunday and maybe just attending a life group. But then if we do not have the teaching of God, and we do not live that out and teach other people, we can be leading people to, you know what I'm talking about? You think about that moment right there. King David, <laughs> he gave a command for, to his servants to go ahead and, and, and take that ark, but that it was the very thing that killed them. We don't want to do that. You know what I'm talking about? We don't want to lead people astray. We don't want to lead people to the wrong path. I've been telling my, my, my church, it's not in my notes. I believe the Holy Spirit really want to take me on a detour. I don't know why, but sometimes we just have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, right? Receiving the call and just to obey, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Some of the girls as they come into our church, you know, we, we reach out to different kinds of people. And, 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 and when I, I am a, a, a person that would use uh, social media to, to spread the influence of God. Facebook, Instagram, I believe in that. I believe that many people say, wow, this is from the enemy. Like, you know, oh, it's true, it can be, but we can also use what the enemy meant, but for the, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, for, to reverse what the enemy meant for bad, but, but, for, but, but for the kingdom of God. So I've been looking at some of these uh, Instagram accounts of, of some of these ladies, and, and, and when I look at their uh, Instagram accounts, and I'm like shocked. The way they portray themselves, the way they dress, the bikinis that they posted on Instagram and, and Facebook, I'm not saying it's not good and fashion. I'm a pretty fashionable guy, but I believe that fashion doesn't need to show too many skins. I used to be a rapper. I used to be in the nightclub. So I, I love all those things. But like, you know, after Jesus changed my life, I, I've started to change as well. So I've, I've been asking them, so tell me, you come to church? Come to my church? And this is what you showed on your social media. And um, how do you think you're influencing this world? The, the, the picture that you show is, is, is no different than my ex-girlfriend who is Buddhist and it's, it's the same. Where are we leading people? It's a good reminder to ask ourselves and it's a good reminder to, to stop for a moment and, and be still and listen to God and say, God, do you want me to post a bikini photo that show my boobies and you know, like, do you want me to do that? Stop for a moment and ask God and see what he would say, yeah? Amen, church. You should do that all the time, to listen to God. Okay, let's move, let's move forward. Now, it's very important to, 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 to stop for a moment. Now, give you an, another example before I move on. Okay, so when I get lost on the road, right? I'm on a, I'm on a road trip. I'm entering into this remote place, and, and my GPS is not working. I'm lost. I'm just lost. I'm just lost in life. I'm lost. And I call the police. I call 911, but think about this. All that I do is to panic and, and tell the, the operation lady, oh, I'm lost, oh my God, OMG, I'm lost. I don't know where I am. I'm running out of gas. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Oh God, can somebody help me? Can somebody help me? Blah, 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 blah. And, then, and then you shut up the phone. I don't think I, I, I will receive any instruction from, from the operation lady. Maybe she has something good to say to me. Maybe, maybe she will say, oh, you know what, just go straight, drive south for 10 more minutes, and then there's a police station there. Maybe I'm missing all those information, but, but I'm not listening. I'm just like constantly talking, telling 
the operation lady my problems and panic. And right after I say everything that I wanted to say, I shut off the phone. Isn't that sometimes our prayer's life? Oh God, I'm like, oh God, I'm like, this is so hard, this is so big. Oh my goodness, God, like, can you help me right here? I pray to you, can you fix this the way it is before Monday? You know, like, you know, God, oh yo, yo, amen, in Jesus' name, amen, boom. <laughs> Where's the instruction? How am I supposed to live like an ambassador of Christ? Hey, if you look at the Bible, Jesus, of course, he's the king of kings, and, but we are called to become like him, and now we have the Holy Spirit. Hey, I'm guilty of that myself sometimes, and I have to constantly remind myself, okay, you know what, Jesus, the king of kings, lord of lords, Yeshua, he walked on this earth, and he was very calm. He wasn't panicking. He would do fasting. He would receive from the Father. You know, he do that all the time too. After he ministered to many and then he feel very tired, he would go up to the mountain, receive from the Father, regain his strength. Regain his strength. He would listen to the Father. <laughs> I think we have to learn from him. Stop panicking. Stop just throw a bunch of <laughs> problems to God and, and, and then shut off the phone. Listen to him. Now, after we be quiet and listen to him, next thing we have to do is to obey. I'm going to move forward for the next slide. See, we react to what we hear. The reaction, that reaction is the obedience to the command of our brain. See, we react to what we hear, and that reaction is the obedience to the command of our brain. Do you know that our brain controls every part of our body? I'm coming here to pick up this bottle of water and... I'm obeying the command of my brain. It might just happen in a split second, but I, my body, my hand is obeying the command of our brain. I want to go back to the voices that I was talking to you about it earlier. Like there's always voices going on in our brain. The way how we think, the way how we act, is all about reaction. How am I reacting to the command or all the different voices in my brain? You see, that's what we have to we have to be aware be aware of which voices we actually are listening to all the time in our brain because we can listen to the the enemy voices we can listen to the voice of the enemy and and, and react to that now how can I find that it's simple go back to Galatians chapter six it talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit five or six uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit huh anything that is not good any if, if, if I have a negative thought. Okay, something so simple, everyone can do. At this moment, I have a negative thought towards something. Okay, most likely it's not from God. Okay, ah, oh, that guy is late to church again, right? The, the moment I listen to that voice when I see somebody comes to church late, that moment I would have a very negative thought, especially I'm the pastor of the church. <laughs> you know, what happened, right? And, and, then, and then I have to realize, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Am I listening to the voice of God or am I listening to the voice of the enemy? Why don't I go find out what happened? Oh, you, you, you got a car accident this morning. Oh, you, 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 oh man, there's something going on in the family. Maybe that's why you are late. Like, you know, Jesus is always going to spark off conversation. Jesus is always relational instead of, you know, being judgmental. So we have to figure out, train ourselves to, to learn how to, which voice are we actually, actually listening to all the time, all the time, all the time. Say all the time, all the time, all the time. Absolutely, we have to 
differentiate which voice we are listening to all the time. Because why? Because our brain. Because we are obeying. We are obeying. Whatever I do, I come here, I shook your hands, I shake your hands, and I say some nice things to you. I'm obeying the command of my brain. Because there's a voice in my brain say that, go say hello to this man. You know, go say hello to him. I'm, I'm, I'm following that command. If, if, if I'm walking up to someone, oh, this is a good one. Okay, think about this. If a stranger come up to you and say, you look really ugly today, how would you react to that? Most of us would be like, what are you talking about? I'm ugly? You are ugly, right? You talk, you talk back right away. See, your reaction to the voice in your head. You actually believe that and you talk right back to you. You look ugly, you know? And, 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 and some people would be like, I don't care what you say. Talk to my aunt. I, I, I know I'm not ugly. And some of the ladies and guys probably would go to washroom immediately and check out the mirror. Do I look really ugly today? You know what I'm talking about? So how am I reacting to the voices around us, man? Is it the one that talk back? It's like Peter, right? It's like Peter in the Bible. Like, you know, you use violence for one. And an eye for an eye. Chop up people's ear, like, you know. And Jesus said, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, why would the person say that you are ugly? Maybe you, you, you are not as sharp as, you know, as, as you used to be. Or maybe it's just an attack from the enemy. Maybe it's just testing of faith. God wants to see how you will react to a situation that is not desirable. You know, we, how do we live a godly living? What is God calling us to do? Okay, I'm moving forward. Five, ten more minutes to go. I'm aware of my time. Okay, let's move to the next slide. James 1, 2, 2. Let's check this out. Do not merely listen to the word, but so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. It's easy to hear from the word of God and not do it. We all know what we're supposed to do. Well, at least most of us do. If you have been a Christian or even not, there's a conscience in your hearts that sometimes we know what we should do, but you know, most of the time we don't do it. Or should I say many of the time, we, we, we don't necessarily do it. And the thing is, listen to this. At church, I, I believe God has a very important message for us to take home today. Doing what the word says these days is not popular. Doing what the teaching of the Bible says is not popular these days in this era. It's so not popular. And therefore, a lot of people, especially young people, do not want to do this because, because it's not popular. But the thing is, I've been telling my church about this all the time. We are made to stand out, not to blend in. But a lot of people try to blend in, not to stand out. Hey, look at Jesus. He stood out. Hey, look at the, the people in the Bible. They all stood out. They also, we, we are made to stand out. How, how, how are we supposed to make a statement? How are we supposed to be an example in this world? By standing out? By blending in? Nah. But it's easier to blend in, doesn't it? It's so much easier to blend in. Right? You just go with the current. You're talking about standing out. You're talking about we're going against the current. It's, it's more difficult. But here's the thing, though. Many people say it's not popular these days to follow the teaching of, of, of Christianity and whatnot. But let me tell, tell you something straight up. It was never popular. It was never popular. Matter of fact, there was a time that it was so not popular to a point that there was only one man and his family. His name was Noah. That got saved. Moses, one guy, one guy that stuttered and lost all his passion. One man against the whole nation. 
and the enemy kingdom, Egypt. One man against all this. He was, he was never popular. What about Jesus? His teaching was so not popular to a point that people actually needed to put him to death. It was never popular. That is not a good excuse. That is, matter of fact, it's a very lame excuse. It was never popular. Never. But what is the right thing to do? Next slide. You see, the Savior didn't come to make us comfortable to live in sin, but uncomfortable. So we would choose to live without sin. See, the, the greatest danger of the churches today is the pursuit of comfort. The greatest danger of, Christian, of Christianity today is, is the pursuit of comfort. The greatest danger is if we get comfortable living in sin, which I used to be, when, when, when I'm losing my awareness of godliness and holiness, when I'm losing that and, when, and when, when I feel comfortable living in sin, that is the greatest danger that we are actually might not be walking into the road to heaven. And what do people say to me all the time? Oh man, why do you do all these things? Why, why, why do you stand to what you stand for? It's so not popular, man. It's like it's, it's not what the school is teaching right now. It's not what the world is teaching right now. Why do you have to stand? Why, why do you have to try so hard? The world won't change by my little effort, so might as well just go with the flow. I hear that all the time. Like seriously, not even kidding, all the time. But the thing is. <laughs> We have no control over other people, but we have complete control over ourselves. So the world would change, not by us changing others, but by us changing ourselves. The world will start to change with you. The world will start to change with me. That's the bottom line. I hear this all the time, and, and sometimes it got into my heart as well. As I'm walking on this earth, I, I, I have a certain expectations towards other people, especially people that come to church. I just do. We all do. We are all guilty of that. And then when I see people are not reacting the way that they're supposed to, when I'm seeing people are not growing spiritually, especially, not growing the, 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 the pace I wanted them to, I got really disappointed. There are times that I, I, the people that I baptized went, went sideways and Go back to the world. And those cases would really ignite my heart. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? And then the Lord would tell me, this is not the first time. The world has always been like that. And I have no control over others. But I have full control over myself. Can you imagine the moment Jesus Christ, when he was telling people the truth, and most of his disciples, except for the 12, left him. Like, have you, have, you, have you ever thought of that? Like, the, the Lord of Lord. If, if, if any one of you, including myself, are feeling discouraged by, by thinking that your ministry or whatever, or your, or your influence is not good enough, the people that you've been trying to reach out to somehow backslide or not coming to church or not coming to Christ, take this. Our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Messiah, he was the Lord of Lord. He was the truth. He wrote this. He, well, the fact, he is the word. And there were people that came to him 
get baptized, they called those people disciples. These people were actually following Jesus. But then when he was giving them the hard stuff, the real stuff, they left. If this would happen to Jesus, it would happen to us. But what Jesus did was, he knew that he won't force people to make their choice. But what he could do, he kept walking. He kept walking up to that cross. He kept walking up to the salvation of others. Even though one of his greatest disciples tried to stop him. Even though all 12 disciples, those that was closest to him, betrayed him. He would keep responding to the call the Father has on him. Amen. Let me close with this. In John 14, 23 to 24, it says, Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. How we know if someone loves Jesus? By their obedience. Jesus is not calling us to pursue comfort. Which comfort can be a part of his blessings. He's calling us to obey. Even though it might not be comfortable. Even though there will be hardship even though the world do not like us anymore, even though there will be persecution, even though it's harder, even though it's going against the current, He's calling us to obey. It's a choice that we have to make every day. Be still and obey. Every day. Some people say to me, oh, I come to church and pray on Sunday, but how come like, you know, I'm still having all this hardship? How come I'm still not godly on, on, on day three? Well, that's the thing too. If you eat today, would you come to me and ask me in three days later, how, am I, how come I'm still hungry when I eat three days ago? It doesn't make sense. It's an everyday thing. It's a 24-7 thing, man. You know what I'm talking about. We need to be still and obey Him every day. Last, I have some um, three points for you to take home. Now, in order to properly react to the call of heaven, we have to first be still. Stop the noises and be quiet. Number two, receive. Listen carefully. Listen to him. He is real. And number three, obey. Be a doer of the word. Do not just be hearer of the word. Amen, church. Amen. Pastor JB. Today we've been learning that to follow Jesus means to stop the noises, means to listen to his voice, and to obey his call. And maybe you're here in this place, and you realize that the reason why you haven't been hearing much from God isn't because God's not talking, it's not because God's not speaking, it's not because God's not calling, it's because you've just been so distracted by so many other noises that have been distracting you and keeping you from hearing from God. 
if that's you in this place, we want to pray for you. Maybe you're here in this place and you do know what God wants you to do, but you're struggling to do it. Maybe it's that you know he wants you to get baptized. It's a simple next step to showing that I believe in Jesus, but you're just so afraid and you're just like, oh, what's going to happen? And you're not really sure that's something that you want to do, but God's saying, don't be afraid. Even if it's not popular, even if it's something that takes a little bit of courage, I want you to do it. Is there a step that God wants you to take that you're struggling to take today? Well, I'm here today to lead you in prayer, believing that as we get into God's presence, as we surrender it all to Him, He gives us the courage to stop the noises, He gives us the courage to listen to Him, and He also gives us the courage to obey. And so if that's you in this place, and you know you need that, why don't you lift up your hand to God today? Why don't you lift up your hand to God right now, and just pray, just as a response to God, just, just raise your hand to heaven, let the height of your hands reflect how much you need God this morning, let the height of your hands reflect how much you believe He's here, let the height of your hands reflect how much you need his power to work in your life and just believe that as you lift your life to God today as you surrender to him today he'll give you everything you need to stop the noises he'll give you everything you need to listen to his voice he'll give you everything you need to follow and obey him and so why don't you lift your hands to God today and from your heart in your own words just start talking to God right now don't wait for me to start talking you start talking to God right now to start talking to God right now to start talking to God right now don't worry what your neighbor's doing just start talking to God right now Thank you, Jesus. Just start talking to God right now. From your heart, start talking to Him right now in your own words. Surrender Him to today. Surrender to Him today. He loves you. He's listening. He's with you. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We surrender to you. We surrender to you. We surrender to you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to repeat this prayer after me right now. You can say, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you never give up on me. That you are always reaching out to me. Help me today to stop the noises so I can listen to you. And obey. and obey. The reason I call you Lord is because I want to follow you. So help me God to follow you. Give me courage to do what I need to do. Regardless of if it's popular. Regardless of if it's, if it's, if, if it's hard. That because you're calling, I want to obey. And you will give me everything I need. Thank you, Jesus, that when I seek your kingdom first, you add everything that I need. And so I surrender everything to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you give God some praise in this place right now?